You're listening to an episode of the Break the Cycle podcast on the SVTV network. Hey folks, we are still in lockdown. <laughs> no points for guessing what happened there. I am really sorry for being out of action. Um I've just been trying to sort my schedule out, deal with things on my own time. But enough about that. Uh I recorded this episode a while ago and I uploaded it on YouTube. Um but with all the things that were happening around me, I really couldn't get around to putting this up on uh the audio platforms. So here it is. Uh my guest for this episode was just Preet Bhatia. She's an NLP practitioner. She's a corporate psychologist and a trainer. But that's not the fun part. The fun part is that she's also into esoteric practices like shamanism and Akashic records reading, which a lot of you probably are going to listen to me and go, "What? Hang with me. I can't explain what those are, but she can, and she's done a really good job of it explaining it to me. So I'm going to let her do the talking, and I hope you enjoy the show. Cheers. How are you doing? Very well. How are you? Very well. Okay. Go ahead then. <laughs> All right. So for starters, I would, uh, although I I do have some insight on the plethora of things you've done, which is just amazing. You're okay. So neuropsychologist, NLP practitioner, trainer, coach, and then apart from that, there's shaman, Akashic records reader, meditation healer. Do you do you want to take me through this entire journey once, please? Me and everyone else listening to this. Okay, well, you're making it sound like it's a lot of things, but um, I don't know. I do not see it as that. I think it's just uh, is how one just flows into the other. So mm-hmm. I do not take it as distinct as uh, you just spoke about, which actually gets me thinking. Ha, huh, mai itna kuch karti hu kya? So. <laughs> So there's some realization settling in there, but no, it's not like that. So mm-hmm. um, this this basically is being a science student and uh, having that inclination towards uh, physics and the metaphysics. Right. I have always been intrigued by particles, and the thing that I think pretty much changed in eleventh for me was when I got to know that there is something uh, which can make um, light as wave also and particle also. Right, and yeah. that stayed on uh, with me for a long period of time until life took its twists and turns and uh, i joined meditation which was uh, way back in 2008 right and from meditation life uh, has not been easier for sure they kind of <laughs> set you up in a trap and then they say you know what you meditate things are going to be okay but it just gets keeps getting steeper Oh and, boy. Uh, yeah, I mean, isn't that why people do meditation? No, I mean, I thought the point of meditation is that life becomes easy and things just yeah, come to that, you. That's like the sales pitch. Exactly, but once you buy the product, once you get hooked onto it for life, there's no uh-huh. divorcing it because <laughs> it is addictive in the good sense. Right. And secondly, your yeah, life doesn't become easy. It's just that the duration of each pain and suffering and heartbreaks becomes shorter. So yes, right. in that way, of course, it is helpful, and that's the reason I'm onto it now for 12, 13 years. And then mm-hmm. NLP happened on its own. Um, 
which is uh, the same thing as shamanism they say that uh, you know you don't choose shamanism uh, it chooses you oh yeah and i, I think this oh you have seems okay lot, that seems to be for a lot of things though exactly i think for nlp also i can choose it it just chose me and then life just happened and i've just right. been flowing uh, in the professional and the spiritual world for relationships i just kind of take a pause and say hey i'm doing the same mistake over and over again so let me not flow here but for other areas of life flowing is working very well mm. you bring me to a very interesting point just because you spoke about relationships and flowing and then not flowing you're doing the opposite of what most people do so most people would actually sort of flow into the relationship or something and then you know be very be very particular about this is what i want to do this is where i want to get uh this this is the job i want etc so that that flipping of the script is really interesting how did that come along okay i think uh, it all started with flowing in the relationships and things not working out Mm-hmm. You know how it is at sixteen, seventeen, twenty, twenty-one, wherein you think life will work out as per my wishes. Oh boy, yeah. Mm. And uh, you think everything is planned. My life is planned. I know what's going to happen. This will happen. Then this will happen. Then this will happen. And you are so sure about it. And you know that the entire world of seven point two billion people is waiting only for you because you're going to change it all. <laughs> Familiar, right? Very, very. The life comes along and kicks you in the ass. Ah, uh, and keeps kicking. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> all right then. Yeah. So that's when you realize that, dude. I don't think I can change myself. Forget about changing the world. Hmm. But you uh, have been changing yourself, haven't you? Of course. Of course, I am absolutely updated. April tenth, twenty twenty version. You see, the software is absolutely updated. Damn. <laughs> is that an yeah. hourly or a monthly update? That was a terrible joke, Adar. Uh... <laughs> yeah, as I say, it's the inner GPS update. So the inner GPS says, you know what, you have to update yourself. And I'm like, let's update. Let's update. Done. That's. Wow, I love how you put it, though, and I think that's that's uh, something that a lot of us struggle with. But yeah, I'm I, I'm actually gonna uh, park that one for the next set. But I am gonna get to you about this. So we very love uh, we very nicely flown into this particular one, uh, and that is we call break the cycle because we wanted to talk about how people get stuck mm. in a. and uh you seem to have broken many not just for yourself but for a lot of other people as well i mean judging by the profession yeah somehow i don't know whether i've broken but yeah i've been a catalyst uh, to that and i'm very very thankful to god because uh, mm-hmm. as i often say to people that you know they come and they convey their thanks and gratitude and the hugs that follow i always say you know if it wasn't me it would have been somebody else uh but then i'm told that uh, you know take credit also so take the compliments that come your way so i have also been learning from my clients and coaches which is an amazing thing how people tend to think that as a psychologist or a coach or an akashic record reader or it's just that uh, you keep doing stuff for people but i cannot begin to tell you how much each interaction teaches me 
is just a, such a humbling experience uh, mm-hmm. that I'm so glad I am the chosen one for this. Apart from, uh, along with a lot of other people, of course, on the globe. Yeah. Yeah. Great. <laughs> so, what is what are some of the experiences you had to break out of over time? Loads of them. Where do you want me to begin? The beginning. <laughs> Wherever you want to start. So it's very strange. When I started doing uh, training and coaching, I was all of 24 years of age. Okay. And um, I, uh, this, the script, uh, which is real, uh, has been that I didn't want to retire at 40 and play golf or retire at 60 and chill. I wanted to retire at 24. Yeah. Uh, because uh, when it comes to profession, there's a, there are a lot of have-tos. You have to dress up a certain way. You have to be a certain way. You have to obey people. Uh, there is so much of have-tos in life, which I don't seem to relate to. Right. Yeah. So I was very sure that I cannot get into a structure. So there is no mold that you can put me into and say, hey, this is just, or this is what she does. And mm-hmm. hence the breaking the cycles have been each time people have been trying to put me into a mold, I would say, sorry. I am just going to go. I cannot be here because you want to contain me into something. So when I left my job at that time, the question was what to do. Mm-hmm. And that's when I think uh, NLP chose me. And uh, since then, it's been quite a roller coaster. But the retirement actually happened at 24. I'm 37. Uh, so I've been retired now for the last 13 years. Wow. <laughs> Define retirement. Because I think that's something, that's something I don't even know about, obviously. Okay. 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 Define retirement for you. Okay, so the first thing to retirement is when you get up in the morning, you naturally have a smile on your face. <laughs> okay. Because you know that throughout the day, all you're doing is just doing what you love doing, which is actually doing nothing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> which is actually doing nothing. I love how you put exactly. that. Exactly. Exactly. See, when you love something, so for you, you're a martial artist, right? So when you do those moves, uh, does it actually feel like something? Because you're so much in the flow, it just is so much of passion around that, isn't it? Mm, Yeah. So when you have that, you it's not it's very effortless. There's a lot of effort that goes into it, but it still is very effortless, right? I mean, paradoxical. Yeah. There's like there's like a physical movement of like I don't even call it effort anymore i call it movement now you move but there's like there's a certain degree of there's a state there's a state change there are sometimes which is a more aggressive state because you that's what you programmed yourself for there is a struggle state and then there's one which has nothing you're just moving exactly yeah so retirement is when you're just moving so you know what retirement is because you you do martial arts and you teach that Oh, damn. See? That's the point, you see? (laughs) You are partly retired. Partly retired. (laughs) By that logic, yes. Partly retired. (laughs) So wherever you feel that joy and you feel that contentment of a completion of life, I think the completions is something which is very uh, important to me in life. And Mm -hmm. I wouldn't want uh, things to be postponed to the next day. I would like to complete as much as I can. So when I even with the part with a person, it's not coming from the fear that the person may just go away. It just is each interaction is if I have uh, love for that person in whatever form I want to express it. Similarly, retirement is just completing your life that day. 
so that uh, you know you are well lived so you don't have to wait for it tomorrow to say i love you you don't have to wait for it tomorrow to do something so if i want to take a solo trip i'll just say sorry i'm not working for a week i'm going for the solo trip that's it thank you so much no work and mm-hmm. i can do that for months it's <laughs> lovely so okay i'm uh, i'm very intrigued by the other side of things that you do uh, our first interaction was me uh, speaking to you about akashic records which i'm pretty sure 90% of the population listening to this don't know about in fact a lot of them probably don't know about shamanism as well and that's the side that i am really interested in purely because uh, it's coming from a very cynical side of things previously which is weird because my my trajectory has been oh i mean for me shamans were in a game i saw and then i figured out that oh there actually there is actually a cultural aspect to it but the belief in what a shaman stood for was sometimes up there sometimes not there and uh, then obviously getting getting into the whole part of finally realizing that absence of evidence is not evidence of absence so i'm really kind of interested to uh, understand how are these like what are these modalities what does it entail okay so let's begin with shamanism right uh shamanism basically is a healing, healing modality mm-hmm. and uh, it is not cultural i think it's pretty universal okay i don't know whether shamans would agree to that bit but i think it is pretty universal so you look at look at uh, you know with the lockdown you saw mm-hmm. the retelecast of ramayana and mahabharata if you've not been watching at least you know the entire uh, country uh- almost watching it so you look at it how each god has his or her own vehicle yeah so there is there is a nandi ji with shiv mhm and there there is a mouse with lord ganesha yeah and the lion comes with ma right and if you look at it this is just a way of uh, shamanism they also heal they give mm-hmm. powers they give vardan they they, right. they give blessings and curses mm-hmm. so this is exactly what shamanism is all about you have a power animal that gives you power and you mm-hmm. have these set of gods and goddesses uh, spirits that uh, give you blessings so they don't have a concept of being cursed they just give you blessings and gifts so the point is at any point in time you can take guidance from them mm-hmm. heal people right and move on so there's a concept of lower world there which does not mean the hierarchy wise lower but it's just a <laughs> world where there are animals plants rocks mountains okay so you go there do the healing bit get mm-hmm. assistance from the power animal because they are as eager to connect with us as we are okay and then go up to the upper world where the saints the gurus the masters god in whatever form they are there to provide the healing and to give us the gifts hmm the well, basic you... concept is right. that uh, sorry the basic concept is that everything is alive so the specs that you and i are wearing whatever mm-hmm. you have in the background uh, right. the laptop whatever everything is alive which okay. is what you look at it when i read yogi so i know when you say the cynical side because when i read yogi 
uh, autobiography of a yogi. I thought he was the first person in my life who actually combined science and spirituality really well. Mm-hmm. So he's giving the logic of how <laughs> even a table has consciousness. It's interesting how you mentioned that. Oh, Lord. <laughs> I'm going to let you continue and I'll tell you why that was intriguing. Okay. So this book, now that you have it, you must have read it or you will read it in the next couple of days, couple of weeks, talks about that how a table has its own consciousness. Right. And this is what shamanism says, that everything is alive. So you can talk with anything. You can pick up this mug, do a divination mm. and take a message from this mug. Mm. So everything becomes important. And something that I want to tell you with meditation, uh, you're a meditator yourself, right? Yes, I, I, I do it, yeah. So meditation is something which makes you lighter. You know, the, the experience of levitation, so on and so forth. So people tend to be lighter uh, when they meditate. Mm-hmm. Shamanism is something that grounds you. Because oh. shamans work with the earth. Right. So it's like a beautiful combination of meditation and shamanism because meditation will be like, oh my God, I've attained nirvana. And shamanism says, come on, stay on earth. You oh have work God. to do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. So it's quite a balancing modality in that sense. Hmm. And that's what hooked me onto it. Because that's like one meditator. I've got it all in life. I can handle anything. My God is with me all times. And feminism helps. <laughs> so balance, essentially. Yes. Right. It's interesting how you. Uh, uh, okay, I'm going to tell you about the book and then I'm going to tell you why. Uh, why meditation is just so interesting to me. I've been hearing about this book since last year. And uh, two of my friends were discussing it in the car. And this is two days after I had heard it somewhere else. And then I speak to this friend of mine and I'm like, I've been hearing about this book. And he just hands it to me. He's like, here. And since then, yeah, it's, it's there. So, how much have you? How much of it have you read? I have reached. Uh, hang on. Where am I? Where am I? Where am I? I am on. Uh, I think I reached page forty-three. Okay, that's a good thing, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I reached page four, page forty-three or so. Yeah. Hmm. But you know the interesting part about this book? Mm-hmm. No, not it. <laughs> okay, and I've had more than 10 people experience it, so it's not a generalization, but with 10 people's experience in my life, this book decides when you read it. So hmm. I don't think we have the power to say this is a book, I'm going to read it, and I will sit down to read it. I Go got ahead. a copy of this book when it was uh, in orange color, 35 right. rupees. Yeah. I got gifted and uh, I was going to uh, Chandigarh by Shatabdi. This was college days. And I thought, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a long journey. Let me take this book along. So first of all, right. when it was home, I never had the courage to do that. It's so big. Who would read it? Who would read it? Who would read it? That's like my Adi Sharma in maths. Like, I'm not touching it, this. I don't want to see it. I agree. <laughs> or, or my bio books. So I was like, no. 
So it was yeah. it was just lying there. And then Shatabdi journey. And somehow I managed to complete 69 pages of that book. Oh man. That's it. And then it lied at home. It was at home for years and years. Until one day I just took it out and then I read it. Hmm. So that's what's happening. Okay. <laughs> Because I I reached us. It's been with me for months, and I've only mm. reached this much over the course of three days, and then it's been here. It's been here only since then, and I thought it was me because there's uh, I have an uh, I have an experience with another book like this. The Alchemist has been. I say this that the Alchemist has been following me around for quite a while. <laughs> have you read it? No, I haven't. I have a book at home. I had a book at home. My folks had been reading it for years, ages ago. And last year, my friend gifts it to me, and I'm just like, I had this book. And he's like, Yeah, now it's time for you to read it. Like, and you got to read is the alchemist. Yeah. Because I think it's just a metaphor for a lot of people, for all of us, to wake up to the alchemy that we already have. Hmm. And I think you need that little bit of a kick, push, nudge, whichever form you want to call it, and that's uh, when things begin to happen. <laughs> that's how I found meditation. Going back to that one, I think the kick is what led me to it. And it's interesting how you said that you feel lighter after meditation because my experiences with meditation initially, yes, they were, it was difficult. I uh, had a very overactive sort of. mind and i would go i can't meditate my brain doesn't shut up until i obviously realized that all right my brain's not supposed to shut up i am just supposed to sit there um there have been moments when i meditate and i just feel lower or i fall asleep that bit i have never really understood it's just as simple the body is tired it won't sleep hmm That's one thing which I don't really get. Why do people keep complicating? Why do they look for every answer to be some mystery somewhere that is going to unravel either uh, with time or help of a coach or a reader or anything? A lot of times things are just very simple. Because we love stories. Um, we love complications. Yeah, we love stories. Yeah. Mm, that too. Because we're like, okay, let's pull this thread and see what happens. Why is this not not opening? <laughs> Exactly, and that's what the state of analysis paralysis is, right? You keep keep looking at it. What happened there, and then what what else could I have done? And why am I falling asleep? ठीक है नींद आ रही होगी सो गए ना बड़े आप एक टीम. So the path that I follow when we have uh, eclipses, mm-hmm. uh, those eclipses go on for hours, and our meditation also goes on for hours. And yeah. at times, uh, an eclipse would start at about one o'clock at night and would go on till about seven in the morning. Right. Yeah. And uh, my guru, till the time he was in his physical body, I saw him meditating like this for those six hours. Whereas I would go. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> six hours, dude. It's not easy. That is six hours. Yeah. The maximum I've managed is one hour, and then I passed out. <laughs> And in those six hours, in those six hours, lot of times I go like, <laughs> it's natural. 
that's the point you see your mind is not required for everything just right. let it be it's mm-hmm. like an uninvited guest the thoughts i often say that you know it's it's like thoughts are uninvited guests so if you like the guest you entertain it if you don't you give chai pe okay you fill a pali of chai and you say okay thank you so much yeah <laughs> that's the struggle i think with meditation for a lot of people in fact i i am going to ask you that i am going to ask you how does like what do you say to someone who basically says i can't meditate exactly because i have a lot of thoughts yeah my mind doesn't shut up exactly that's you know actually the most familiar thing because i get that question so much i can't begin to tell you whether i'm doing a corporate workshop so i don't know somehow i think people if they even if they don't understand energy they kind of get it that she is the one to ask questions and ask these kind of questions so even if i'm doing a proper corporate leadership workshop somebody at the end of the day would come and say madam ye dimag ka kya karna hai matlab kuch nahi karna dimag ka kya karna hai i mean why do you need to do you know i mean why is there is so much effort about everything we are not human doings right the cliched way we are being so i mean for a second can you not just be <laughs> human doings are like that <laughs> and um thoughts are natural hmm they'll always be there right i mean i mean you can't say that why do i have a nose do you have a question that uh, that's true yeah, you don't have you don't have a question whether you have a nose or, or does it come in between anything are you not able to see because you have a nose it's not a problem how is that a problem you're making thoughts a problem is just as natural dimag hai to sochoge na right it's a thought factory right it is its work to produce thoughts So when you go to buy phones and you say we are not manufacturing phones anymore, you say we'll ban kar do na factory. So mm-hmm. if this factory is not producing thoughts, shut it off. No, ban kar do is factory ko. This ko to kam hai. Produce karna thought. But then how would you? Okay. Um, because question. If you don't question the thought, how would you resolve conflict? Or rather, what would you do when it comes to conflicting thoughts? or conflicting states in fact because sometimes it doesn't start with a thought so that's the distinction here you see when you look at thoughts what you're saying is i can't meditate because this doesn't stop mm. the answer to that is it is not supposed to stop you just do what you're doing mm. so if you walk on the road a dog comes barking and forgive me for this real stupid analogy you do not pay attention to the dog because you have an agenda you got to go to the car and get to the meeting or wherever you are going you got to go there so you do not pay attention to it and if you love the dog you would start uh, st- uh, stop for a moment give it a little bit of love and then move ahead mm. or if you love the dog so much you may feed it three times a day mm. so you got to pick and choose what do you pay attention to hmm interesting That is true. That is yeah, true. Yeah. So if thoughts are coming and going, where is that a problem? Hmm. Problems a... are when you when you have repetitive thoughts. Problems are when you have conflicting thoughts. Hmm. And that is then you have a lot of ways to deal with that. Meditatively, you would allow a thought to come and just let it pass, not uh, just being an observer, not engaging hmm. with it. Right. Yeah. So if it is somebody else's thoughts, eventually you say, "Chhod na yaar, chal, chal bhi ne chalte." Okay. Similarly, you say that to your thoughts as well. Chhod na, I'm not interested. So mm-hmm. let me get into a story. 
Right. And that's one of the ways where people can reclaim their power back because a lot of power is given to the mind and the story it wants to cook because that's what it keeps it engaged, right? Yeah. And it has to be engaged at all times. That's why people get into all kind of goals and let's do this and let's do that because then the mind is getting a direction. Otherwise, mm. they would just go crazy with too many thoughts coming in at all times. And then, of course, with the the psychologist and the psychiatrist, they also tend to name it. This is bipolar. This is multiple disorder. This is schizophrenia. This is this. This is that. It's just as normal thoughts. When it becomes too much and people can't differentiate or do much about it, it's uh, diagnosed as a clinical uh, medical problem. Oh boy. Yeah, but it's not an issue at all. Then the Raika Pahad banana hit me. Bolte na. Yeah. Just making a mountain out of a hole. That's what we are doing. Mm-hmm. And when it's conflict, Aadhaar, it becomes important to address it, to know where yeah. is it coming from. Because as a human being, that integration and the person being one mm-hmm. is very important. Because that is, I think, that is the only way people can give 100% to themselves and to life. If you have parts distributed throughout the body, one says this, one says that, you will never be a person who will be able to do 100%. Right. And if you cannot do 100%, you're not justifying your presence or not. Sorry. But that's no, how fine. I tend to think. It's fine. It's absolutely fine. It just makes me laugh because, yeah, doing too many things happens to be uh, very close to home. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I can yeah. relate to that. Mm. Yeah, but then yeah. then we want to do everything uh, 100%, right? That's yeah. important. And then when you start doing that 100%, you realize I, I'm just one just, I'm just one Aadhaar. Yeah. So if my close people would uh, hear that from me. I wish, you know, I could make a lot of clones out of myself. So one could meditate, one could do the reading, one could uh, do the coaching, one could do whatever I want to do. But yeah. uh, no, it doesn't work like that. So then you pick and choose. Like what's more important to you? What's more important to you? Yes. As mm. you know, I read this book recently, The Ikigai. Not The Ikigai, yeah. Ikigai. Yeah, and yeah. that says I, I like it the way they say that ikiga is your reason to wake up each morning. Hmm. Yeah. And how that reason is so important. I like the follow-up book also. How to ikiga? You got that one somewhere. <laughs> okay. Okay. I like the mention of Viktor Frankl because I read his book years and years ago, mm-hmm. and it's interesting how he says that uh, life has to have a meaning. Hmm. You remember that uh, which uh, Shawshank Redemption? Have you seen that movie? Yes. Yes. So you see how that works in in practicality. That yeah. if they do not have a purpose, they think they are not important. And if a person feels he or she is not important, they will just wilt. Hmm. But then, how do you get to that point where you go, okay, this this is my purpose? Because a lot of times, you you have that figured out in that. this is resonating with me i will go and do this and you do it and then at some point you just go okay i don't think this is for me anymore and then they get get back into that loop of why am i here what is my purpose what am i here to do it could be and again like you said we are people who love stories and we like to make things grand and like super grand so it can't be that i am here to just pick up the phone and say hey it's okay <laughs> Yeah, and uh, when somebody says, you know what, I can see your purpose is to build this huge institution, 
where mm-hmm. you will have people coming from all over the world and okay. you better buck up and start working towards it the person suddenly goes aha i am that important let me work towards it now and then parallelly there's another thing what's my purpose in life oh well you know when you just look at somebody just give a smile that's your purpose kya baat kar raha hai matlab yahi kaam hai mera yeah what makes us want to be that grand i think need for significance hmm and if i look at it from the spiritual perspective i think because we are grand is just that we've forgotten so we mm. want that people that because if you look at it simply i don't know but if you look at it it's, it's atma coming uh, and paramatma right so param this is to and this is a soul so this means that this is coming from here right so yeah. if this is coming from here how is it any different from this one right and And if there's no difference, then aham to. Okay. And that's the inner alchemy, waking up to the divinity. Mm-hmm. Then you know you are grand, and yet you are as insignificant as a grain. It's paradoxical. Yeah, but isn't life paradoxical? Entire life is nothing but an entire right. huge. bundle of paradoxes <laughs> that is true yeah. right my next one akashic records cuz that was interesting hmm how that go how that happened tell me your experience of it let me hear from you i was i was taken aback to be honest because um i know a mutual friend of ours was going to kick my ass uh <laughs> but i have realized that i find i am a tinkerer and someone who who dives deep into many rabbit holes to find answers i do not know why but it seems to be it seems to be a thing that oh this is an interesting this is an interesting thing to get into let's figure out let's figure out what it is let's see the insides and the outsides i may not do it i may not want to do it uh for myself but let's figure this out and understand how it happens so when i first heard about it it was for two reasons one was obviously the healing aspect because yes it's important to understand where the trauma has come from at least that's what my experience so far has been uh when it comes to my own unlearning and and then and then also because after the cynic comes like the opposite of the cynic person is hmm what what does this button do so that was the other reason how i came in and i was very surprised at uh the things i heard it's like somebody's been following you and keeping track of everything right I was I was just like wait what's going on <laughs> Yeah so it's uh for lack of better word it's weird how this works Mhm and uh, I have been uh, as amused as a uh, lot of receivers Right I have no idea where the information would come from and at times I would wonder that I have no idea I'm opening the records what if I don't know what if I don't see what do i do mm. then but believe you me that has never happened i would just open the records and information would start to flow in and it would leave the two of us absolutely shocked <laughs> because the person would keep confirming 
and here which of course the person can't see i'm like oh my god sachin oh really oh oh okay okay <laughs> yeah i remember that happening <laughs> yeah so it's 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 that and uh, my first experience was uh, similar because that i was uh, doing an nlp course in mumbai and i met this lady and i asked her what do you do and she said i'm an akashic record reader and i said fancy man what like, is yeah. that because i i'm a psychologist i'm a psychologist i'm an akashic record reader i'm like wow <laughs> whatever it is i want to get it done <laughs> I think people like you and me are here. Our purpose on Earth is just to explore. We want to do everything. Right. Yeah. So, so, so if I if I look at myself from all of these domains to um, uh, martial arts to theater to uh, Spanish drums, I've kind of had my hands at all these things already. And yeah. there's like a huge list which I don't want to. to die before i do all of them so i can relate to that completely this is being an explorer yeah. <laughs> so coming back to that i requested her i said come back tomorrow please and come early so that we can have this reading now what was most interesting was whatever information she revealed to me more than half the information was exactly what my guru told me years ago oh and i was like how the hell does she know all this mm-hmm. when i asked she says just records me ye records bata rahe hain mujhe mujhe kuch nahi pata interesting and this was 6 years ago and after that i kept in touch with her there there seemed to be some connection between the two of us as well and then i don't know again i think uh, i was chosen for this it happened i did the course and now now i'm doing readings for people so she would also call at times and say meri reading kar then like ha ha matlab shishya ko guru ki reading karne ko mil rahi hai can you imagine <laughs> the kind of kick it gives me uh, but i'm sure there is there is a logic Right. the indian side of this is probably what is nadi shastra if you if you know that bit i haven't heard of it actually the the destiny on on uh, leaves that's been written oh yeah 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 so i think it's something similar i i don't know i haven't had a conversation regarding this to anybody uh, ever before but i think there is some parallel stuff that we can draw with, between these two things so how mm-hmm. everything is recorded and there comes an important question uh, which um, i still when i get into a discussion it it is inconclusive which is mm-hmm. is it destiny or is it free will yeah actually that's that's a very pertinent question and i'm thank you for bringing that up because i was just i was going to ask you that i'm like how much how much of it is free will anyway i don't know i think it's entirely free will right what do you choose to do this moment will define how the next moment will be Mm-hmm. and at the same time again a paradox it's right. all orchestrated you will end up at that choice anyway um i don't think so i think i would have made different choices in my life and would have been different if i would have continued my uh, glorious glamorous job at the taj group of hotels i would have been at a very different space it's just right. that something there uh, wonderful people great profile but something inside of me said nahi but what do i want to do i don't know but not this when it came mm-hmm. to a point of marriage exactly the same thing happened the guy was perfect absolutely mm-hmm. one of those people any girl would want he loved me so much uh, people both sides knew the families uh, it was a yes 
everything and i just did it in a exploration and i said no no. So the destiny would have taken me there, and at 37, mm-hmm. I would have had grown-up kids. Uh, <laughs> that's, that's not what happened. I have a lot right. of kids in the form of clients and coaches and uh, the receivers, right. but um, I'm not living a conventional uh, life of a woman in India. Mm-hmm. So yes, there is choice. The point is that people may be unconscious. because they think there is no choice if you just sit back you will definitely see something else we do not allow that space to come in to be able to see things mm-hmm. that's where the balancing act or just pausing comes in the moment you pause you can just see a lot of things otherwise it's not possible for human mind to pay attention to multiple things do you think it also comes from uh, a fear of struggle In a way, not struggling or struggling. Fear of struggling, not not struggling. Okay. Although we think? do, end, although we do end up struggling. So, for example, um, I probably segued without, <laughs> without really, uh, setting context. So, when you mention the choices, right? I think for a lot of us, the whole point of I don't think I have a choice comes in from the fa- uh, comes in from the point of view of. uh oh this is unconventional i don't know whether it's sustainable or i may have to struggle to do this so i don't have a choice because i have to be safer does that make sense yeah perfect sense because safety or certainty is again a fundamental human need mm-hmm. if, even if you look at a master's hierarchy the roti kabra and makan needs to be in order for you to pursue higher stuff right So if you look at a lot of meditation centers, uh, you will not find people below the poverty line. Yeah. Because if they sit and meditate, how will their children eat food? Hmm. So it's something that comes after the basics are taken care of. Right. And after that, that's where the real, real exploration is. When you know these things are fine. that is when you step ahead and look at it mm-hmm. and struggle in that sense is everywhere where it is not that's true but choices are always available and you know you can either live or be safe i don't know that's something that follows so it it does not mean that i'm reckless mm-hmm. uh i have this this um, person inside me who's Wise and very wise, but at the same time, I think uh, let, let the soul explore. So mm-hmm. reckless, but at least live fully. I mean, why do people die before they actually die? Mm. And that's why risk is important because you wouldn't know what's on the other side. What's about the safe life? Yeah, I mean, why? And I understand that a lot of people do not have the courage. A lot of people do not have the circumstances. but they can do small little things either they want to do big or they don't want to do anything at all how does yeah, that work out the whole the whole thing is burn your bridges go hard or go home go big or go home exactly so you yeah. try telling the seven months old why the hell are you crawling you have a marathon coming up <laughs> yeah so 
there is this uh, uh, kabir ji ka doha right and let me see if i can read fully and okay. i think it kind of it describes living life uh, like that and he says um, kabira khada bazar mein liye lukhati haath hmm jo ghar fooka aapna chale hamare saath hmm and forgive me it may not be exactly the same absolutely the same way but it's 99% that right and uh, that that's the way right i mean at least i have kind of lived like that that i i am here and i am walking but if you have the courage to burn your house which means the past conditioning and the butts and the what is that you are carrying then come along and and it'll be a karma is that something you've experienced a lot with your with the with the clients that you've had the people who've come to you for coaching and everything also the fear i mean you may say oh yeah you know at times aadhar is very interesting i may be coaching a 60 year old but yeah. if i close my, my eyes and hear it looks like a 5 year old talking okay but uh the issues are no different mm it's so sad to see that people irrespective of age and position uh are seeking the same fundamental things and at times it just brings me to a question which keeps coming back that something as fundamental as for example love everybody wants it mm-hmm. then why are people so lonely why are marriages breaking why do we prefer this over a genuine conversation Oh, people yeah. can send hugs and kisses on whatsapp and when you meet they'll go like um acha laga milke and then the moment you're out they would send pages of how good it was yeah i mean amazing right you want to connect connect like a the medium to connect because that's the level of fear in people is that because there's a fear of vulnerability or what is it I think everything. I think it's 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 again conditioning, right? I want to be accepted. I want to be liked, and uh, I would go to any extent to do that. Or when I when I spoke my heart out, uh, it wasn't taken very well by people. So might as well keep things to yourself. So any kind of defining experience from a close significant one, which the other person is obviously not aware of. would land very different and the person doesn't even mean the harm the intentions are pure and good but right. it, it doesn't land like that on us and that's where it's like it's like the entire khichdi uh, being uh, cooked and served <laughs> the the most interesting part is people don't think they can go back to things and mend them which is which is where i feel uh they got to know that the moment you want you can change things if you think this is not how my life is to be then just stop and change it do not wait for any avatar or a magical one to come your way and say you know what cure your life has changed you're a different person you got to take baby steps you got to start crawling that's why people yeah. are stuck because they're not moving so crawl get up walk then run so you can't be saying come on it doesn't happen <laughs> that's going to bring me to my second last question 
So when you meet these people, when you meet someone, or in fact, people who are on this, who are listening to this uh, right now, uh, I'm, and I can say it for certainty that there is that fear in a lot of people, whether they're aware or not. But for those who are coming to that stage where they are slightly aware that, yes, this is what I'm scared of, how do you kind of guide them or what is what is that step that they can take to finally, if not get out of it, at least become, at least start that journey towards towards letting go of it. Okay, so the first thing that I want to say is that you got to remember that fear is uh, more fearful than you, Ooh. and, and uh, that is why it will hold on to you because it is it does not want that you let go of it. So it's more fearful. It's like that child that's crying for attention. Wow, I've never heard of that. Stop. So stop and just pay attention to it. Mm-hmm. What is it trying to communicate? Because if you look at it, we belong to the, coming from the Stone Age times, fear was fundamental because we could be attacked from anywhere. Yeah. But now we live in a safe world. So now that sense of attack that is coming in is, is actually an illusion a lot of times. Because when it comes to doing something, a sense of emergency, it's important to get into action rather than a state of fear. So mm-hmm. you heard that, uh, the leopards are uh, in Chandigarh, were in Chandigarh a few days ago uh, after the lockdown, how the yes. animals have come out and reclaimed their territories. So the leopards in, in Chandigarh, when you look at a leopard, what do you do? Do you say, I'm fear, is it so much of fear? I'm so scared. I'm so, you run. You yeah. look at it and say, you know what? Don't, don't eat me. I'm very fearful. Just run. Hmm. In life, that translates to take action. So if you keep thinking, sitting and keep thinking about the fear, it will overpower you. You will be this much and the fear would be this big, which is what happens in childhood, right? When somebody yeah. says, Khana nahi to baba aajayega. I don't know, by the time your childhood came, probably things were different, stories were different. But uh, eat this thing, a dog will come. I've heard these. Yeah, I, I don't remember yeah. whether they happened in my childhood, but I've heard these. Yeah, so they didn't happen in mine, thank God. I have uh, a set of absolutely loving and supporting parents. And that's how he does about things and be vocal about so many topics. But a lot of people go through that. Mm-hmm. So when there is fear, first look it into the face and say, what do you want? I'm sure there's something that's good for me. What's your good intention here? Let's have a conversation. What are you trying to communicate? I missed out on it. I'm so sorry. Mm-hmm. Second is take action. And I'm just giving a couple of ways because it not, it, it's like not one thing worked for all. So just, just second thing is just take action. Third mm-hmm. is you become an observer like we do in meditation. So you just observe the fear and, and then let it be there or it'll disappear. Fourth is psychology. You just keep diving deeper, figure out Mm -hmm. where is it coming from. It's some kind of conditioning at some point in life and see whichever way connects with you. So that, all of that, these four ways mark a good beginning. Hmm. This was going to be my second last question till you spoke about the animals animals reclaiming their territories. And now I'm going to get into my second last question. 
um this is a very 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 interesting time something that i mean at least at the start of it uh, and i've had my own moments where i just go what the hell when is this getting over this is beginning to get to me where people can't really take they're forced to sit down it's like a forced pause i mean of course it's it is uh, it's a pandemic it's equivalent to a disaster there's a lot of loss of human life but on a personal level for a lot of people it's also a forced pause how uh, how is it that a lot of these and given the rise in uh, cases of people who are going through rather a tough time right now because there is there is no i mean for a lot of people there is no human connection in a physical sense there is this device that we're talking to um i just want to hear your thoughts on that like what do you think what do you think this time is for a lot of people or for you i think like like, like uh, a typical uh, the theme that has been of this uh, particular uh, conversation that we are doing again it's a great, great paradox on one side of it so many people are suffering and mm. people are dying and that's increasing by thousands every single day yeah it's so sad and disheartening to see human lives being lost to an invisible weapon mm. um on the other side we have our lives which started with are kya hai yaar ye kya karte hain ghar pe kaun baithega kaise baitha hai so is what happens that psychology have put it so beautifully that the first step to change is denial <laughs> which is what we did all over the world nothing's happening it's just a virus what's the big deal nothing yeah for a half and thank god the indian government took action promptly um, which is when the indians came to the second stage of change resistance why lockdown why is it even required and then suddenly there are experts over uh, you know in in virology coming in and saying people who are in our lives that you know it is just a virus nothing is going to happen why a lockdown not even required i had so much work to do i wanted to travel so on and so forth and which came which is what we are in right now which is exploration oh what can i do with this time because how much will you sleep how much tv will you watch how much of social media would you and and man the more you give man what he wants the sooner he gets bored and when i say man i mean a human being so now mm. the human being is bored of sleeping the human being is bored of i mean will be bored of next and the what will you do now so suddenly you turn towards people around and you figure out you haven't connected with them for a while and yeah. one of the most important people that you haven't connected in a very very long time is perhaps yourself mm-hmm. <laughs> so this is this kind of space of exploration that people are getting in and other i think no human can remain the same once we are the because it's such an intense experience and people would would experience it differently mm-hmm. but I don't think we have a choice but to upgrade ourselves. Yeah. The nature has got us to that point. 
Yeah, wake up, stop doing stupid shit. Go to your rooms and exactly. think about what you've done. Exactly, and whatever you thought was important, you've seen none of that is important. Survival is so important. We've come back to basics. Oh, great right. picking because a lot of us are dying in internal deaths now because we can't do the thing that we wanted to do. And right. it's only when you die that is potential for rebirth. So this is the perfect time of rebirthing. Well, first and foremost is stay safe and don't be infected by COVID. And once you've done that, the second is, well, die internally and, and allow yourself to be born again, mm-hmm. which is what we want. Look, look at nature. Look at the cycles. They just take care of everything. Monsoon, it rains. Autumn leaves are gone. Winter is time for rest. And then comes spring where flowers just come out again. They just blossom. It's so this is winter time. Hmm. And if you allow the cycle to operate, there's not going to be any problem. We will just naturally keep flowing and keep growing. Right. My last question. Where can these people reach out to you? Well, that's a difficult question. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Hmm. I think an SP messenger would be the right place at the moment Ooh, and I'll update you with thing. Or, or by the way there's a basic site if people can go on there I think that will be better it is uh, www.ignitingspark.com i-g-n-i-s-p-a-r-k.com awesome. or I'll people can find me on fp by Jaske Bhatia awesome I'll put that in too Thank you so much for this. This has been beautiful. I was really looking forward to this conversation. Me too. I was actually looking forward to seeing you, interact with you. I heard uh, bits of a podcast, uh, bits, bits of two episodes. And I was like, okay, this is going to be interesting. And when you said you really don't do that, yay, externally so much. Okay, this is going to be an interesting guy to meet and chat up with. Right. <laughs> so it's, it's been really good. I've also been waiting for it eagerly. And I'm glad it happened. And oh, thank man. you so much for the work that you're doing. Uh, looking at how people are breaking the cycle. And uh, as it reaches out to more people, I think more people will have the courage to do that. I hope so. <laughs> yeah. Right then. Thank you so much. I am going to stop the recording now. Thanks. And I shall talk to you soon. Thanks.